Hey there, it's Colette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Claudette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on her way to Super Momit, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with stories. Today we welcome Swedish badass Annika England to the podcast. She's an admitted thrill seeker and workaholic with the coolest career. You guys, she's a DJ and a music producer. She also happens to be one of the most sincere women we've met. Annika is navigating her life in Canada with her sweetheart, Calgary Flames forward, Elias Lindholm, and she's here to share what makes her tick. Hi, Annika. How are you? Hi. I'm super good, but super tired. How are uh, you guys? <laughs> we're good. Thank you. Thanks for coming yeah. on. It's nice to virtually meet you. Yeah, it's so nice to see you and meet you. I know. And we're in the same city. We need to actually meet when we're allowed to. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. See, I was going to say we're so we're so used to everyone being in all different places. I forgot you guys are actually both in Calgary. Yeah. And I but also forgot that you can't be in the same room together. So Yeah, and where are you? Calgary as well? I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Haven't been. But... <laughs> oh, you need to go. It's so nice. Yeah, you'll have we to come. We used to live up. there. That's where Bridget and I met. We met in Scottsdale. Okay. Yeah. yeah, cool. And when did you get back to Calgary then? Uh, in the beginning of December. I think it was like December 8th or something. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, that's pretty I've been good. here for almost two months. No, one and a half months. <laughs> wow. That's, that's kind of reasonable to get ready for Christmas and kind of get yourselves a little settled in. Yeah. And the thing is like in Sweden at this time, like it's super dark you only get like three hours of sun and so depressing and I couldn't stand it anymore so I was like can we please go now (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's the one good thing about Calgary it's always sunny so yeah yeah that helps that's true but what time does the sun set there in the Um, winter yeah so it's getting like lighter like 10 o'clock or something and then after one or two it's getting pretty much darker and then three o'clock it's pitch black (laughs) that's crazy like right now it's at happy hour <laughs> happy hour. Happy yeah. hours all day long for you, Kodat. You're just happy yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> when I don't have to drive, yes. Here it gets, we are, I mean, I don't know, Alberta gets darker a lot quicker, but in here in Scottsdale, I think the sun sets at about 5.30, but it doesn't get dark until, I feel like it's not dark until about 7. It's pretty okay. good. It's yeah. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. I think. I could so, how are you guys feeling about this season? I can't believe it's starting it's so weird um well I haven't thought about that quite much because I've been working like all day long so yeah. I don't I could not even realize that the season starts in is it two days or <laughs> you're is it like when days? does the season start yeah, yeah I, the thing is I'm not even involved like in the season or hockey at all I'm not even interested in hockey is that even allowed to say yes yes <laughs> it is oh, it sounds like me when people are like where's Jason I'm like that's a really no good idea. question. Can you ask yeah. him so that I don't have to ask him? But I think they leave tomorrow for their first road trip to win. Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh. You are just checked out. What do you got going on? <laughs> yeah, I love, you know, well, I, I love to ask Elias, are you home for like Valentine's Day? And he's like, nope. Okay, that's it. <laughs> You're like, fine, I'll plan, I'll plan around it. Make, it. make your own Valentine's Day. So you are a workaholic. I'm so excited to dive yeah. into your life and all things about you. Um, you're a, you're a DJ. You are a badass DJ. I've been rocking out to some of your, um, do you call it mixes or songs? How do you try? Yeah, I produce some songs and mixes as well. Okay. But the songs that you found on Spotify is all mine. (laughs) I love it. So is it, is the correct thing for us to say track or song? What do you, what do you Yeah, I would say track because I'm not the singer. I just produce the music. I think it's so cool. You're our first DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the first DJ I've actually ever met. So I'm fascinated. How did you get into this line of work or passion? 
Um, so when I was younger, I played the piano, but it was pretty much it. And then um, three years ago, or it was two years ago, I um, had like problems with anxiety. And um, a friend of mine had, he, he lived in a basement actually. And he has this program called Logic and he produced all his music in that program. So me and my friend, we had a podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, so we record everything um, in his studio. And then he showed us what he did when he was not helping us with the podcast. Uh, and I was like, can I try this? Because it's so easy for me to learn those kind of things, like technical stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I just sat with him and learned all the program that night so we came there like 5 p.m in the afternoon yeah p.m of course that's afternoon mm-hmm. um and then i think it was like 3 4 a.m then we were like oh shit it's like <laughs> we need to go home like we need yeah. to go to bed and sleep. Like it's time to sleep yeah and the next day i was like i need to go back and just try this logic logic program again um so we did that for i think it was almost like a week or something and then I just decided to um, go to this um, uh, what do you say like not class like do an education in logic yeah, a class yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like a course on, yeah yeah because I realized when I was producing and helping him like my anxiety just disappeared I was so happy during this these hours I was sitting by the computer so I started this education and I also had this DJ class on the side. So for three or four hours, I was sitting in Logic. And then when I was finished with that, I just went to this DJ class. So I did that for a couple of months. And then, um, so I work like this. When I start something, it needs to go really fast in the beginning. So I had this goal, like I'm going to be a big DJ. I need to do this. I need to see people that can help me book me to like festivals and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i i got to know this guy who was a like booking agent um and he helped some uh, djs into clubs and stuff like that um so i asked him to help me and he did and then i worked my ass off and i had this goal to play on this festival called summerburst in stockholm um and i had that for i said like in five years i'm going to play on that stage on the main stage and it took me nine months and then oh i said that just gave me that goosebumps is, that is crazy <laughs> like that, that you just stuff. decide from your friend's basement and you just yeah you're a big deal like you are a big deal we've done our homework and it is crazy <laughs> how you have just gotten there and just with all your own hard work and determination. Like that's really incredible. Yeah. But I think like when something is right, everything is so easy. True. Yeah. Very true. So it's kind of cool. You said like it kind of eased your anxiety too. I think that sounds completely uh, normal and accurate to me. Cause I feel like when I get lost in something, if I'm feeling a little bit worked up, if I, if I'm passionate about something and I can throw myself into it, that's Mm -hmm. all I'm thinking about. Like, yeah. I love to dance and I, I'll throw myself into the technique of it. All I'm thinking about is what I'm doing in my own body. I'm not thinking about my mind and what's making me all worked up. So learning something new, I think is, I don't know. I think that's a really cool tool actually when you're um, yeah. trying to get through some anxiety. Do you mm-hmm. it's like so productive and like, yeah, yeah, makes you feel good. Yeah. I but in it. school, I was not good in like, uh, like math and stuff like that. I was only good at the like practical thing do you say that yeah like how learn how to cook and do this uh, um cushion things and the stuff like that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so So, you have to be active working with your hands but and it sounds like you're pretty creative with a music background that obviously Mm. gels well with being a dj Mm. yeah do you think that like i just think as i was listening to some of your tracks it's just so cool i love the beats like do you do you record everything that you play around with or do you just kind of like play sometimes? Uh, no, but the thing is when I do get like my inspired, I get inspired when I mix music by myself. And when I mix music, I can hear different beats. Mm-hmm. And when I hear that, I just um, take my phone and no, 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 no. I have it on my phone and then I just try to do the melody on Logic. So, okay. You're yeah. kind of feeling the melody. Okay, the beats yourself. No, that totally makes sense. 
So do you have that. like a, do you just do it all on your computer or do you have like a big setup at your house there? No, I only do everything on my computer. At the beginning, I actually downloaded an app called FL Studio. Uh, so I just sat on my phone and tapped different things. Um, yeah. And then I did just put everything on my computer. And then I started Logic instead because I heard that more music producers worked in that program instead of FL. So I just started that. So, it's so cool. Like, I just think it is so fascinating. Cool. I'm like, do you plan your outfits? Like, what are your favorite headphones? Like, <laughs> So um, when I DJ, like, I, I wanted to, like, look cool and stuff like that. But it always ends up with me having, like, big hoodie and, like, sweatpants and sneakers. <laughs> and that's Perfect. it. <laughs> Built that's for great. comfort. Yep. Well, yeah, but you got to do you jump around up there. I mean, you got to be ready. Yeah. To, you got to be yep. ready. That's like a high energy job. <laughs> got to be ready to rock. Got to yeah. be ready to rock. <laughs> I'm ready to rock right now. I'm wearing a hoodie. Yeah, me too. Yes. Like... If it's not a black, me too. Look, see, if it's, if it's not I'm a like, black I hoodie. I can't get my leg up. <laughs> so your friend, when you were your friend that was helping you out and teaching you how to do this, was he kind of blown away by how quickly you caught on and how good you were? Clearly, you were yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but as I said, like when I start with something, it's not, it's all or nothing. Uh, so I like every morning when I wake up, I woke up, I was like sitting on my mixer table, the controller, and then I just sat by computer. Uh, and before I went to bed, I did that. And like during one day I could, could have a song that was almost done. And then I just had another guy who gave me feedbacks on my song. So I did this ground on this music um and this song and then i just sent everything to him and it was like you're so fast with this um but that was how i worked because that was the only thing that i could think about because the other option was to have anxiety so it was quite easy for me to uh to just focus on that and be good at it and fill my days with the music yeah good for you good for you for like running with it like yeah. knowing it feels good and then just going for it what were you doing before that? You said you were in the studio do, doing a podcast. What led you to doing a podcast or what were you, what was uh, your line so, of work prior to music? Yeah. So many years ago, I worked at this beauty salon in Sweden and I loved my job. I love everything that has something to do with beauty and health, but I moved to Stockholm uh, and started with social media. And that was fun because my life was so flexible. I only worked through my phone. But social media can also have like a bad side of it. Um, and that was the thing that gave me so much anxiety because like it's hard to every day get these DMs and comments about your looks and the things you do and things like that. And I just wanted to live my own life. But when you have a big platform like social media and Instagram and stuff like that, you invite so many people into your life. Uh, that can say some mean things and affects you so hard. Like it's not easy to just um, not listen to people. Mm -hmm. um, you come to this limit when it's just too much and you get enough of it. And I think at that point when I had this <laughs> so much anxiety, um, that was my point. And that was the thing that uh, maybe just like, I don't know how to describe it, but it felt like at that point I just had enough of it and I needed to do something else. So mm -hmm. when I had this bad anxiety, um, the music just came up and saved me, you know? That was awesome. Well, I know. And it's hard because you are, you know, you're vulnerable when you do put yourself out on social media, but there's so many good people and then it just takes one bad person, but mm. it's, it's hard not to take it personally. Like you're human. So yeah. Like, you know, it could catch you on a bad day or like a total off day or, and you're screwed, right? Like it just, well, yeah, I, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, it, and I would, I would imagine it would be very difficult too, because you have to, I mean, part of being an influencer on Instagram or social media is that you're engaged with, with the people and you have all these followers. So you want to be there and you want to be having the conversations with the people that are good. Well, and like you guys are both saying, like, then you get some shitheads in there and that's, yeah. it's hard to bounce it off. I'm really happy that you found something to um, put your mind in a different, in, in a different space. 
Mm. Yeah, and the thing is, like, when you have so many followers, uh, you just want to do your best to try to help everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, but the more you open up and try to be honest with people uh, that my life is not perfect, the more vulnerable I get. Mm -hmm. um, so when you try to please other people and be nice to them, you just get but like a slap yeah. in the face. <laughs> Sometimes it's like people pick apart like literally nothing. Like I posted a picture of me and my son Ryder like outside skating just a few days ago. And this lady just ripped me apart about nothing that had anything to do with me and my child going skating. And I'm like, what are you like, where are you coming from? We're skating. Can I live? Like, it's just, people will just make up whatever. If they're having a bad day, then they'll just, they'll come at you. So how do you handle that, Annika, then? Um, so I did not handle it very well. So I started <laughs> with medication. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but like it took me so many years to like realize how important my health is so like two months ago um i started on a new project that i and that's the thing i've been working with for the last couple of days mm -hmm. because i just felt like i had enough um we're thinking about starting a family and i don't want to be exposed in social media and be a victim for people to pick on me when i start my family because i know that like mothers are like a target for so many people on social media and i don't want to be a target for someone who tells me you cannot raise your kid like that or mm -hmm. you cannot work out like that when you're pregnant and stuff like that so uh, i felt like i need to start something else that i can start working with so i can just take a step back from social media and use that platform just for fun and share mm -hmm. whatever i want to to share if i want to take a picture of a bird and post on my uh, on my instagram that's totally fine yeah um so i have this project on the side um Can where i yet or or is it still just me? no it's not like it's not a secret project but so i work with uh, beauty and health of course on um, just online so i work all over the world um, so I have like my own shop and stuff like that, but I also help people, um, to do the same thing, thing, like start an own business and coach them and help them in the right direction so they can like decide their own future. So you don't have to go to a certain job and work there nine to five and then just come home and then you don't have time for a family. So I help people to get more flexibility in their life and also have more time for their families and get that extra income and stuff like that. Oh, that's oh, great. Interesting. How can people contact like, you for that? I'm like, when can we meet? I know. I'm like, <laughs> and what's the address? What's the email contact info? So um, I don't have like a, an email that people just can contact me on. So if they want to um, hear more about this, they can, of course, DM me on Instagram because I okay. do read DMs okay. <laughs> that are nice. Yeah. yeah. The bad ones, it's just like delete. Delete. Um, yeah. 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 But, That's kind of what my question was too. I'm like, when you read those, do you just decide at some point to be like, okay, I'm not going to read any comments anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, two months ago, I was like, okay, this is my limit. I don't want to read stuff from people that I don't even know. Mm -hmm. um, so I just delete. I, sometimes I don't even open mm -hmm. DMs, even though it could be uh a really like nice dm uh mm -hmm. but if it's from someone that i don't know i usually delete it and if i see that it's something that um is about the business and stuff like that uh, i just open it and read it but yeah. mostly i just don't care yeah. anymore i just yeah. had enough <laughs> good for oh. you for protecting yourself exactly yeah. and so is most because i know you've been working so hard and you have to get up early because is most of this business back home then in Sweden? Like, so that you're yeah. on the same time? Okay. Yeah, so Sweden is uh, eight hours ahead, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so I need to get up early in the morning. And this is the, the beginning of this uh, business. Like I just have done it for two months. So always in the beginning, you need to work hard and a lot. And then you get this, I don't know if you say that in English, like snowball effect. Yeah. Yes. Like mm -hmm. it's a momentum and snowball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Yeah. So I work hard in uh, like these months now, and then hopefully if everything just goes by itself. Is this your second or third year in Calgary? Uh, this is my second. This is your second. Okay. So last yeah. season was your first full season with that yeah. whole adjustment. Okay. Mm. Which is tough. Like it is, it is hard, especially when you have so much going on at yeah, home and then to come here and you're like, so what do we do here? 
yeah it was super hard for me like super hard i couldn't imagine like i lost it so many times like wow. i was like why do i even do this like i constantly reminded me that i did this because i loved elias and i still do of mm -hmm. course <laughs> but it was so hard like i it felt like i lost my identity everything wow. that i stood for and everything that i've been working on and like I had my single life in Stockholm, like in the middle of the city. And I had my dream apartment. I had my dream job, even though I had my anxiety. So yeah. mm -hmm. I just could control my own life. And now my life was to adapt by someone else. And it felt so weird. It's mm -hmm. so weird. And like, I know. And honestly, that's so normal. I, I said it before on the podcast, but like my first year was the hardest too. I yeah. was not myself. I was totally crazy. So you're not alone in feeling like that. Like it, it can be hard for some people, right? So I was one I, of them. <laughs> yeah, I think, and it's definitely adjustment. And it's, I always find it interesting too, with um, women like yourself that have come and not only had success in your job, but like a slight celebrity, celebrity status too, right? So then do you feel like sometimes people don't approach you as much? Or invite oh, yeah. you in because it might be too busy for them. You, uh, like here in Calgary? Yeah. Uh, no, but nope. <laughs> I remember good. like the, the first week when we went to grocery shopping and a guy stopped Elias and talked to him and I was like, just pushed to the side. I was like, what's going on? Because that was me in Sweden. So it um, felt so yeah. weird. Like it was the opposite here. Yeah. And I was no, like, okay, no one knows me and no one appreciates right. me for me. And it mm. felt so weird and I felt the shame of even like telling that, but mm. like that was how I felt. And it was so super weird. Oh, it's yeah. so weird. One of my girlfriends, like one of my like good hockey girlfriends, we always call it the invisibility cloak because like as soon as someone comes over and just introduces himself and they just, you get shoved out, right? Like they don't even want to yeah. know your name. Like it's some, some people, obviously there's yeah. a lot that still introduce themselves, but yeah. And sometimes sometimes when people like oh this is Elias girlfriend I was like yeah I'm Elias girlfriend what's your name yeah, <laughs> yeah. like my name like, is I Annika. have my own name I my am name a is Annika. Well. yeah <laughs> but this year I saw that there's quite a few uh Swedish players on the team are there yeah. are there girlfriends like uh, we have one new girl her name is Hannah and the funny thing is that her boyfriend and Elias are super close like they've been playing together when they were playing in Carolina so and I met her for the first time when we were in Sweden and she's super nice like I it was hard for me to find someone that I was connecting with and did the same thing that I was doing and like mm -hmm. I love to be out in the nature and love to take walks with my dog um also have these nice at home and just have cozy times and she was exactly like that and I was like yes I yeah. finally found someone who is quite similar to me so yeah. I'm super happy that she's here oh perfect that's nice it's nice that it's someone from home too because I don't know you're both I'm sure missing things about home whether it's the people that you're surrounded with obviously the comfort of your own language and even like I don't know treats or you know like some mm. of the food or yeah. you know there's all those little things that come into play too and at also home. you understand switch so much more mm. than even though if I talk to someone who who's Canadian and we understand each other like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is hard to actually understand each other if you don't speak the same language. Like when I talk to Hannah, it's, I do understand her in a different way than when I talk to a Canadian girl mm -hmm. or one from the US. Are you, um, so you're feeling a little bit better though? Um, yeah. Like I was so much more open-minded this season because I, good. the first year, like I lost my identity. And then like for this season, I was like, okay, I, like I need to be more open-minded and just accept the situation mm -hmm. before I was like, had my, do you say like spikes out and walls up? Yeah. So I was mm -hmm. like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not that kind of girl. Like, yeah. I, I'm not a typical um, hockey wife. But mm -hmm. when I met the girls, like I felt so ashamed because the, the girls in the team are so nice. They're super nice. Um, so I felt so bad after last season. I was like, I'm going to be so much more nice this season and be more open-minded. Um, and now you guys can't friendly. hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now we, yeah, we can't hang out now because of this 
like COVID. (laughs) You know what though, too, just like hearing you say that you kind of, you built a wall around yourself a little bit that first year too. You were trying to protect yourself just from even your own, your experience on social media. So definitely I would think that would come into play into your actual life. But then, I don't know, I think that's just kind of just a grand lesson in life anyways. Like if you're open to things, things will come to you and it, it, it will be good. And also I think that because I had my own stuff before I met Elias, I was so afraid what people would think when we got together. Like, because I know that some people have this like image of you that you only are together with a hockey player because of they, their money and stuff like that. I can hear that all the time. And I'm just, I was just so sick of it. Mm-hmm. So, it does get old like yeah yeah people say that all the time and they still say that it's like they have to yeah. they have to date somebody like yeah you know. well and it regardless of if you ha- if you're coming in with your own profession already solidified or not like come on people get over it but that is difficult for you too so when you came over did you ever think about exploring um trying to dj in canada too so uh here in calgary it's not like it's hard to find a place to play at and also when I had my booking agent back in Sweden I just felt like okay I can just put the music on pause and just try to adapt as good as I possibly can over here Mm -hmm. um try to like at least find myself again because when I just moved over here it was too much with everything I I just came over and then the season started I was lonely and then I just Elias bought this house um this season before that so when we came here with it was no furniture and stuff like that so everything just needed to put be put on like plates and stuff like that and we need to fill this house with stuff so it was so much that was happening during that time Mm -hmm. so uh, the music was not on focus and also I find my inspiration when I go out to clubs and listen to music by myself and just Mm -hmm. mix and stuff like that but I it was hard because there are no clubs here there are um, there's not the club that they, yeah you that just we go used. and grab a beer somewhere yeah and the music yeah. is like country music and uh, I don't want to totally someone, different but, world yeah but you yeah can play, I'm you not can, a big country fan <laughs> can I can I just book you for my birthday party then yeah 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 I would love to <laughs> <laughs> it's not till June but we can have it anytime we want okay <laughs> I'm, I'm going to totally age myself here in the whole realm of DJs and everything. But um, I just remember my nephew telling me he was going to some outdoor festival and he was telling me whatever DJ was going to be there. Or maybe it was even in Vegas when Vegas started to really blow up with like DJs, like guest DJs. And my, my nephew was telling me all about it. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? And he was like, no, like DJs, they're famous. They're coming in and people come to just hear them and, and dance and party with that mm-hmm. DJ. Like, I just yeah. think it's so fun and it's only blown up. Like, do you have a favorite DJ that you? Yeah, Avicii was one, he was uh, my favorite. Uh, yeah, so like, yeah, he was super good. And also Alesso. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, Swedish House Mafia, of course. Okay. <laughs> and I also like Kaigo, but I think that he's, his remixes lately was like, not that good. You know, with yeah. Whitney Houston and Tina Turner was like, mm. I, I like like Whitney Houston and Tina Turner, but not his remix. I was gonna say, watch your step. <laughs> Those are my girls. No, I actually, I actually am a big Tina Turner fan because my dad played her CD like when I was when I was a kid. He played her CD like every time we went in the car. So I love Tina Turner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do Good DJs stuff. work together? Like, would you work with another one? Yeah, like yeah. we do collabs, but I haven't done um well I have done like a back-to-back where we mix together mm-hmm. uh but I haven't done like a big collab no like in the same club would you work together like that Bounce yeah off? yeah and it's super fun because yeah. it's so much more fun when you play together with someone and you can see how that person works when they make some stuff like that so you yeah. learn so much I, I think it would just be so cool to come watch you oh me yeah. too. <laughs> me too. watch you in your element like obviously we don't like this is us getting to know you but like it, I love when I see people when it comes through like their passion and like I don't know I can just stand there and just stare at you the whole time yeah it's like, so inspiring like even yeah. though if someone loves to clean that can be so inspiring to see someone clean if they're good at it <laughs> <laughs> I agree <laughs> 
I love I'm, vacuuming. You should come over and watch me vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> it's super inspiring. I wish all the girls in Calgary could see you do that because Codette, I agree. I think it's awesome. You learn so much about somebody and then I don't know, it just brings everybody closer. So you got yourselves all settled into Calgary. You obviously got your house decorated and you're feeling better. And now you've yeah. got this great new, um, now you're jumping into something else. That's exciting. Yeah, totally. When do you find yeah. time to sleep? Because you are saying, we always ask people for their fun facts. And she's like, this woman, she freaking works from the toilet. Mm -hmm. She is on her phone yeah. doing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. like... Well, when I go to, to the toilet, like, okay, so you don't scroll your phone when you go to the bathroom, or do you? Oh, no, yeah, I'm doing everything. I take yeah. your phone. I take so when time. I do number two, like, it takes for, <laughs> like, five, ten minutes, maybe 15, that's the perfect time for me to also work instead of scrolling social media. I know it's going to sound weird, but that's when I really liked you. When I saw that you're like, when I go number two, I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. You're so easygoing and you're going to talk about shitting. And Bridget and I like <laughs> shitting and working at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like, hallelujah. Perfect combo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So but that's like, when you have 10 minutes over, like instead of just sitting there and like, do that you can like work <laughs> like when i sit on the toilet and do number two it can brings me two clients <laughs> oh wow See, one may also tell you just fucking relax for 10 minutes maybe you should <laughs> take those 10 minutes to yourself <laughs> not me i'm a fast I mean, sorry I can, I can only get so much done <laughs> yeah, oh, the yeah that's me I was well, seriously though, like your fun facts are so good. Like I told you when you sent them over, yeah. like, again, we always talk about this with people where like, we, we love the fun facts. Um, but another one, we just talked about it the other day that you're, you said you're the worst loser when it comes to games. You said, oh, yeah. I cannot lose, which mm. we find so many hockey girls are so competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Together. Like in card, card games, like I oh. rip the card game apart when I lose, like I get <laughs> so mad and I, I go to the sofa and just press my head into the, the pillow and like scream and I'm start shaking because I'm getting so mad. And then I can't talk to Elias for like an hour or something. Just and leave me the he, fuck alone. What did he think the first time you like blew up over losing? Um, he laughed because he's exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. And so are you guys from the same city back home no uh the thing is i'm actually from a small village called station so that's in the north part of sweden but i moved to stockholm uh, and he lives in um, well we'll live there together now but he he's from jable and that's like one and a half two hours from stockholm so that belongs also to the north part of sweden and i know that the people that's from the north are often more stubborn and also are really bad losers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take your word for it. It runs in that part of the country. <laughs> yeah. So how did you. imagine our kids like they will be monsters? <laughs> or maybe that's they'll Easton. be super mellow. No, oh, that's yeah. Easton. Easton can't lose. His teacher will like his teacher will write me back. Yeah, the games are always great until Easton's team is losing, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> My kids are like, like it's that It's embarrassing too. to see myself in the mirror after I lose a game. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why you're playing. You're playing the game to win it. I know. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. How did the two of mm -hmm. you meet? So actually on social media. Uh, so the thing is, I actually told because um, he's uh, the goalie in the team. He lives here with us now because he has, he bought a house and he moves in there in like two weeks or something. So he's been living with us since we came here. Um, but I actually told him, like, when I was single, I was like, I should never get a, a boyfriend who plays hockey because they're monsters. It's so much testosterone. How do you say yeah. Tes testosterone? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I don't want to have that because they think they're like, yeah, they lose their feet from the ground. We say in Sweden, I don't know what to say in, in Canada. Yeah. Um, um, lose their feet from the ground. High on yeah. themselves, maybe? A little high on themselves? Yeah. yeah. Maybe? Okay. I'm like, there has like to be something that equals it. I like it. Sometimes, like, you say something in Swedish and you do actually understand them when you translate them, but some 
and translate is not always like good yeah, but yeah. yeah um so i thought i don't want to have a boyfriend who plays hockey i just want to have this super normal guy he should not have social media he should work in an office nine <laughs> to five um you that's what i want mm-hmm. and then um i saw this picture on instagram a friend of mine showed me a picture of this guy holding a big fish in his sweatpants and the hair was all over the place and just like a loose sweatshirt and I was like yeah that's something that I want and then she was like yeah I just um dm him and then I did and I was like oh shit this is a fucking hockey guy I don't want this (laughs) and then he replied quite fast and I was like yeah okay why not we can just dm each other and then as soon as I send him uh my dm he responded so fast and some that caught me like I was like yeah maybe this guy is interested why not we can just like talk for fun he's not even in Sweden so because I think he was in Carolina at that point mm-hmm. and then we met that summer um in Stockholm we uh, got drunk I went back to his hotel and the rest is history <laughs> no but like one year later because nothing happened more than that it was like, okay. like one night stand Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one year later exactly one year later we met at the exact same place wow and so that was uh the moment i was like yeah maybe this means something like uh-huh. how big are the chances that you meet the same guy at the exact same place and exactly one year after the no first kidding. time so yeah but um we did it again i went back to <laughs> I love it. And then the next morning, I was like, I was trying to sneak it out. And he was like, no, where are you going? And then he wanted to have breakfast. And I was like, no, I don't want to have breakfast with you. (laughs) Um, But he insisted. So I went down and got some pancakes. And then uh, I was going back to my apartment. And he and his friend was was going to somewhere else. And they took something that we called, that we call in Swedish, we call it återställare. And it's like when you when you're having a hangover and you take a shot day after. Yes. We call it the hair of the dog. <laughs> the hair of the dog? Yep. The hair of the dog. Okay, yeah. So he took, uh, do you say he, you, he took a hair of the dog? Or no, he took the, the hair of the dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have a shot and it's hair of the dog. It means, okay. <laughs> I, I think it's the same thing. You're like, okay, it, this killed me Get last night, right? but I'm going to yeah. have it again today. Yeah. It'll make me feel better. And I followed them to, um, <laughs> to this place and took it and then he said that that was the reason why he felt for me because i yeah did or took the head of the, no not the head of the dog, the hair. Of the dog. i was like hair you, you took a shot hair of the, the dog. Dog. Yeah. sorry i love it and then uh, i visited him in jable where he lived and then yeah, from that point, the rest is history. I lived with him the entire summer. And I went from there to places where I DJed and then I just came back to him. And that summer, we talked about me going back with him to Canada. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it felt like it was a big decision, but it also felt so right. Like, I really love this guy. And for me, it was so much more important to, like, spend all my rest of my life just with someone that I really love than focus on my career like when you're getting old when you look back on your life I think you value your family so much more than your career mm-hmm. so for sure I agree yeah you kind of grow into that right where you're like mm. okay family is so important and who, yeah whoever you consider your family mm. yeah and finding the right person I mean you can't plan when you're going to find that person yeah you know on the path that's what's kind of cool about it too I think you know, you're in your twenties and you're just like full, you're just, you know, full force into your career and yourself and, um, all in great ways. But when someone waltzes in and steals your heart, what do you do? Yeah. You can't plan it. And pancakes. (laughs) And pancakes. (laughs) Um, and so you said you guys are trying to start a family. So it's kind of been a difficult path. Yeah. We had a really rough summer with miscarriages. And like when you're young and you go to school, you can hear your teachers say like, you should not have unprotected sex because you can get diseases or you can get pregnant. And that's the only thing you know. Yes. Uh, so you're super, um, super good with protection and stuff like that. But when you come to this point, when you want to have a family and you try and then you realize that it's not that easy, it's, it's, it's a hard time. Mm-hmm. to also go through like miscarriages and we had 
three this summer and I was oh. like this was actually the hardest thing that I ever been been through I tried to be so open in social media as well because I know that is so common but you never talk about it from what I've seen from like friends and family and stuff it's like so defeating like you get so down about it and like yeah scared, scared to get to that point again yeah and it feels super weird because you haven't met that person yet like mm. it's not even a baby yet and then you get a miscarriage it feels like you really lost someone mm-hmm. because you know that it's something that has a heartbeat or mm-hmm. like grows inside you and then suddenly everything just stops because the moment you you like realize that you're pregnant you get all these pictures in your head like you can see the future, the future. so clear. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and then when you get these messages like there's no heartbeat it's like everything just falls apart and you yeah. can't think of anything else like this was like it was so hard for me and also for Elias of course but he he's super strong like he was so helpful and he he's of course my biggest support mm-hmm. um but yeah it was super hard and the worst part was in uh, August I think yeah so it took me almost like two months before I can could talk about it uh without starting crying and now yeah. everything feels good like it's super easy to talk about it and I accepted it but it still feels so weird to see like friends and people around you that you know getting pregnant and you know it's so hard for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly, I feel like it's just becoming a little bit more normal. Like there's, it's, it's not easy to get pregnant or no, stay pregnant, you know? Cause then once you get pregnant, then you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm pregnant. And then, and then you find, then you're walking down this different path. And we've had friends and guests on here too that have, um, had a difficult time staying pregnant and then you know you go through the process and mm-hmm. the, the roller coaster and yeah. I mean I I think it's great that you're sharing it if you're if you're open and willing to share it I was looking on your social media as well and I think you maybe would find a lot of support in that yeah and the thing is I got so many dms that where people thank me for being so open. Mm -hmm. And the moment I opened up, it felt like I saw it everywhere. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like when you're getting a dog, a special breed, and then you see that breed all everywhere you go. Uh, And it felt like it was the same for me. Like when Mm -hmm. I, at that moment, when I opened up, it felt like I saw so many others that opened up about Mm -hmm. their miscarriages. I also know that Christy Tegan opened up and it, Mm -hmm. it helped me so much. Uh, that she opened up about her miscarriage Mm -hmm. so I could just imagine like the people that was following me maybe I helped them through their Mm -hmm. hard times as well yeah and it feels like um, today you have so much pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. like you should look in a certain way and you should act in a certain way and then when it comes to family you should be able to make a baby and then you can hear from friends and family like when are you getting kids and like Mm -hmm. well we try but it's not that easy yeah yeah it's a it's a it's an interesting question right yeah it seems like such a natural um question to ask people and yet it's very private it's it's would you rather that i mean what do you think do you think no one should ever say that are you guys thinking about it or not? yeah something like that yeah. i would appreciate you, when someone asked like do you want to have kids someday yeah instead of when instead of when yes mm. right yeah that's true it's something good to think about yeah, you're doing your research and doing all the things you can and putting hope for um, for a babe, no matter how it finds its way to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get so like after all this, it feels like I'm an expert on Google, how to Google things. Yeah. Uh, it feels like I know so much about pregnancies and miscarriages after this. Yeah. Do you have any friends, personal friends that have gone through this? Um, I actually have friends that have gone through IVF. Yes. That, okay. that wasn't able to make babies on the natural way so um, I talked a lot with them and that's also something that we're going through right now so but I just I don't try to listen too much on them because I know this is so individual like Mm -hmm. when you're giving birth to kids no one's experience are the same Mm -hmm. and I feel like hopefully this is the same for me like I don't want to have any expectations I just want to go there and yeah go through this so open-minded as well mm-hmm. good yeah. that's are you doing that in way. calgary yeah 
okay. And I also have a friend over here who's done the IVF journey over here. So, and she good. said it was super good. And that makes me also feel very calm. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't, you, I just try to not listen too much. I just want to like yeah. work and then I just take day by day. And then suddenly we are there and we're going over to the fertility clinic and then everything mm-hmm. starts. So Right. That's because, yeah. Good. Like you said, it's so individual, right? Like yeah. you can't, can't compare completely, but. Do you have a favorite thing about Calgary? Oh, I love the sun, the sun yeah. and the nature. And also that it's so close to the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that we have snow, like a winter one is all gloomy and wet and like messy. <laughs> like here, the winter are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. like it is the nice. weather affects you so much so yeah. and I also love the dog park that we have around here <laughs> like near Bow River I think oh yeah mm-hmm. river. yeah I love that dog park and oh, Elias park. always gets so like he thinks I'm so annoying because I always want to pet all the dogs and he was like <laughs> oh they, maybe they have corona you should not pet the dogs <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, and you have a you have a little Boston Terrier bulldog yeah. right yeah. so I had one of those growing up was oh, it, I love them. They before? are like small clowns. Was the dog yours before? Or yeah. Did you, okay. Yeah. Is it male or female? I wasn't sure. It's a little girl. Girl. Her name is Stitch. And I know that's uh, some think she is a boy, but yeah, a super <laughs> weird name on a girl. But yeah, <laughs> she looks so like cute. Stitch in Lilo and Stitch, like with the big ears. And she's so crazy. She's yeah. cute. I've seen some of your videos. She's so cute. <laughs> it's nice to have a little partner like that. Yeah, especially when the guys are away so much. Like I have my dog, I could take walks and just try to talk to her. (laughs) I know you need to. You should come out here for a walk. Like I said, when um, yeah, are you are you like every day in the morning with with your business? Yeah, I always work till like two p.m. and then after that, I'm I'm totally yours, cadet. (laughs) (laughs) Come for a walk. Um, Bridget, I was telling her that there's just such a good hockey community here. And Bridget's like met some of the girls that are here as well. And there's just, I don't know. It's just, there's, there's that like family sense with some of the hockey girls and everyone's so nice and so sweet and easygoing. And I think you would, I think you would really love to. I would love to. Yeah. You should definitely come with us one day. Yeah. With Corona, then with the teams, because they're not in a bubble. So are the guys just kind of told to lay low? Uh, I know that they only play against, like, the Canadian only meet the Canadian teams. And they cannot leave the hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are quite isolated. But, um, well, I'm not that involved. What's I know, everything that I'm happens like... in the hockey world. So, <laughs> yeah. like, the only thing I want to know is, like, when are you home? So I yeah. can plan the rest of my days and right. weeks. Like yeah, make sure there's food in the house for you. Yeah. But because like, I know obviously they're not in a bubble, but I actually haven't even asked Jason what they've, what the coaching staff has like told them because Jason's a goalie coach, right? So he's, yeah, he works a lot with your roommate. Um, mm. <laughs> and so, but I don't even know what they've told the guys, like just kind of lay low in your everyday activities, I guess, mm. probably. Yeah. I know that they will be in the hotel rooms when they're away. Yeah. Um, and when they're home, like, don't hang out with other people than the people in your household. Well, and yeah, it feels like super cool. weird because yeah. then you don't, don't, like, I don't even know if I can meet some people because when he's home, like, am I able to meet other people? And then he comes home and maybe I got the coronavirus. I don't even right. know. Like, it's so hard. It's super weird. Yeah. But, I would think as a household or just, I mean, I don't, I don't think I could... Although it's different because, okay, this is his job. You are all doing this for his job and your livelihood. But you're also protecting the rest of your teammates and all their families by staying as safe as you can, right? Yeah. yeah. If we're talking about just hockey. So it's, it's mm-hmm. hard, though, because I think it's not normal to not be around people and not to, social, and to not socialize. Yeah. It's not like, good for you, our like, mental yeah. well-being. Anyway. Well, like, what if you want to go get your eyebrows done, but then that's yeah. exposing you know like the team to like COVID but you're like I just need my eyebrows waxed like yeah it's so hard that you get so limited I think you do whatever shit you need to do totally zip it yeah at least I can go outside and just walk my dog but I I just want to like if they're on the road I will be I want to be able to go up to the mountains and just like be there for a couple of days Mm -hmm. and not like oh I need to be home 
Yeah, was it hard to leave when you said when you were coming back to Canada? It's so far, I have a hard time saying goodbye to my own family and parents when I come even just to the States, especially right now. No, I was actually excited to go back yeah. here because the the dark was so depressing. But like for my family, um, they don't live close where Elias and I live. Mm -hmm. uh, his family is quite close, but um, so I'm not that close with my family. We talk over phone, yeah. but I only visit them like one or two times a year. Have they been uh, over here? Uh, no, they haven't. Okay. They haven't yet because like last year, I actually went back a couple of times to Sweden, but it was only to just work and DJ. And then this time, well, Corona yeah. came. Yeah. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully um, in the future. Yeah. yeah. On a lighter note, what do you bring from Sweden that you have to, that you miss when you come to uh, Canada? Swedish candy. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. Like we have like sweden has the best candy in the entire world and i love candy and i eat candy where like wherever i am or wherever <laughs> i are in the world like i need my candy and swedish candy is the best like last year we have a company uh, called marabo and they do the oh. best chocolate have you tried oh, it yeah yeah i yeah. think i have yeah so they sent me a box of chocolate last season so i had my swedish candy <laughs> oh. It was the best Thank you. person ever. <laughs> and do you hide it from Elias? Uh, I try to, but you know what? Uh, like in this Canadian house, they make these houses for giants. And I'm like, so we say like centimeters. I'm only like 155. Um, so I can't see on the top shelves. So I just had to climb up on the kitchen island. And then I saw he has been hiding all like candy no. on the top shelf. So I had my phone, I stood on my toes and like took a picture of the top shelf. And then I saw my phone on the picture that it was so much candy in there. Oh my God. You guys have your own stashes where you hide yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's got to hold you over for a few months anyways. Mm, yeah. yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on and sharing all the things about your life. It was really great to get yeah. to know you. Yeah, it was super nice to see you ladies yeah. because I'm going crazy with these guys over here. Yeah. <laughs> so little change of pace. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and hopefully I can meet you soon. Would love to yeah. get together. It was so much fun. Well, you see to some of the good girls around here too. Yeah. I love it. Well, good luck with everything, with your new job and with- Thank um, you so much the season and staying sane yeah. and having fun no matter where you find it yeah thank you much success in creating your family oh thank you so much all right i thank wish you. you the best thank, thank you. you so much take good care stay healthy bye bye ciao this podcast is brought to you by glow anti-aging i've been going to glow for the past two years and love the environment i always feel refreshed and rejuvenated every time i leave to maximize convenience and comfort, you can now pamper yourself at home by shopping all your favorite products online at gloantiaging.com and use the code OurHockeyLife for 10% off. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at OurHockeyLife and at Codette LaBarbera.